into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. My name is Oliver Queen. My name is Barry Allen. You're blind, but you see so much. Everything we've been doing, it all leads here. Suit up. Jim Gordon, GCPD. I hear good things about you, Counselor. Harvey Dent. Likewise, about you, Detective. You think you know me, but I've never been more than what each of you has created. <laughs> Just look at the flowers. Welcome back for another episode of Televised Heroics here on the Geek Elite Radio Network. Daniel, uh, you know, we're in the full swing of things for TV shows right now. What are you excited about the most this week to talk about? Uh, this week? Um, huh. That's actually a good question. Uh, probably uh, Black Lightning and probably Arrow. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I had a good time with Arrow too, and in Black Lightning is definitely turning out to be a pretty interesting show. So uh, I'm glad we would, good things to talk about. Uh, but first, we like usual, we have some news articles we want to get through. So let's talk about uh, Katrina Law returning as Nisa Al Ghul in upcoming Arrow episodes. Yeah, so uh, she spoke to Variety. Um, and it looks like uh, it is episode 16, uh, 16 of, this, of this season that she'll be uh, coming back. Um, and it's an unforgettable episode that will change Arrow forever. Uh, Nisa comes to Star City to warn of an impending danger that will threaten everything we know and love. And what do you think that could be? Like, I mean, the the, the League of Assassins is, is disbanded, so... Right, uh, which is really hard, um, you know, to pinpoint where this is coming from. Maybe uh, we're going to get Slade's son. Maybe she got wind that he's going to go to Star City and try to kill Ollie. Hmm. That's good. I mean, that that's the only thing I can think of because usually when it's Nisa, it's either the League or it has something to do with the supernatural of some sort. I mean, the last time we saw her, she was, it was... Uh when it was on Lian Yu, right? She was there when the place blew up. Yeah. She's helping out Ollie, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I really don't know. Uh, I mean, did her, uh, her sister Talia didn't die on the Island, right? I don't think so. So maybe whatever Talia has coming. So it also says, uh, or the episode is called the Thanatos Guild. And Thanatos is Greek god for death. So <laughs> I maybe, hey, maybe we're getting uh, <laughs> Blackest Night. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That'd be weird, right? It'd be weird, yeah, but it'd be awesome. I don't know how they pull it off without any lanterns. That is, well, I, I mean, I guess they just say returned from the dead people. They just, they don't do the lanterns. It's just, you know, it's, it's like how we got Judas contract without actually having the Judas contract without having like hive and all them stuff. All that stuff. That is true. Uh, if Anissa comes back. Do we see Katie Lotz or, I mean, Sarah Lance come back for an episode? I doubt it. Yeah? Yeah, I highly doubt it. 
Maybe, but who knows? Maybe we'll see Black Siren again. And they'll have a little interaction. Ooh, maybe. I mean, we haven't actually had White Canary interact with Black Siren yet, have we? Uh, there was that one time where they had that scream off. I think it was uh, before the mid-season finale. What was what was Katie Lotts doing on Era? Or why did? Oh, sorry, not Katie Lotts. I'm sorry. Oh, you're um, thinking Black, Black Canary. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no. I'm talking about yeah. I'm talking about Katie Lotts, White Canary. No. I mean, a doppelganger of her dead sister has showed up, and she hasn't come to investigate that. They're too busy on their time off right now. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, that's interesting. You brought up the time off thing. Uh, the CW vice president or president. Let me see if I can find uh, the article. Uh, dang it. Anyways, someone from the CW was interviewed and he said that uh, nobody, there would never be more than four uh, superhero shows on at a time on the CW. So, I mean, that's kind of what we see happening right now where Legends of Tomorrow is taking time off. So that Black right. Lightning could be on, and then later on, Supergirl will take time off so that Legends of Tomorrow can be be on. Do you yeah. think? Do you think that that means like uh, one of these shows is going to be going away? I don't think it'd be going away. Um, maybe they just don't want to cram their our schedules with too many superhero things to watch, okay, and dedicate ourselves to. Or maybe they're just testing the waters with Black Lightning hmm. before they decide on anything else. I mean, because this is season five for Arrow, and I don't know. I don't know. I season remember six. Is this season six? I thought it was season five. It's season six. Dang it. Then this is season six for Arrow, and I haven't heard anything about them being renewed yet for next season. What if they don't come back? Stephen Amell said he was very confident with it being, uh, being brought back. Oh, and okay. I, and I think Greg Berlanti said the exact same thing. So it's Mark Pedowitz, the president of CW. Okay. That's who, who said that. He uh, said the whole only four shows? Yeah, the only four shows at a time. I don't know. I mean, this show is successful. And it's basically the one that started all the, you know, DC shows. So I would see, I can see Arrow coming back. You're right. It is the one that started it off, but it's not the one that gets the most ratings. Last time I remember seeing Flash is the one that gets the most ratings. And I imagine Black Lightning right now is getting a a hell of a lot of ratings. I don't know why Flash is getting the most ratings. Uh, For some reason, it's the one that people identify with the most. I have no clue why. But uh, yeah, I, I definitely like Arrow better than Flash. Same here. <laughs> but we both agree that Legends of Tomorrow is, is the best show because it's, it's got the humor and it's got the action. Yeah, as everything you could ask for. Especially in a superhero show. Yeah, great team-up as well. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Hopefully they don't get rid of Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> I'd cry. <laughs> I'd be one of those fanboys starting a petition. <laughs> Go to change.org and be like, Get CW to bring this show back. Exactly. Uh, which? Or, 
Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, which they, you know, they released some photos of uh, Constantine on the on the Wave Rider this week, this past week. So, yeah, which I saw. Which is cool, but what were you about to say? I was going to say, what if uh, maybe one of these shows will be disappearing and it'll just be on the CW streaming app? Oh, the CW streaming app or the DC I mean, streaming I'm- app? Sorry, the DC streaming app. I mean, that would be interesting if they if they did it that way. It's I I I don't I don't exactly know how the CW and DC Comics has their or DC Entertainment has their uh contract set up, so I don't know how if how that would work, but more power to them if they can. Yeah. Uh and then speaking of the CW shows, Kevin Smith, director, writer, podcaster uh, tweeted out a photo earlier this week of the script that he's going to be working on for flash his i think it's his third time directing flash yeah third episode of flash it's a 2bd or tbd to be determined title uh episode 417 written by lauren gerdo and kirsten kim kirsten kim so there's that <laughs> <laughs> What I do mean, you think Easter eggs? Uh, what kind of Easter eggs do you think uh, will be put in there? I don't know. It, it's interesting because it has the handcuffs. He has handcuffs on on the script. Uh, yeah. In, the, oh, go ahead. I was saying they're meta dampening handcuffs too. Oh, I didn't. I didn't realize that. Uh, but I was gonna say is that you know when Kevin Smith directs it, it's usually very dialogue heavy episodes and emotional episodes as opposed to the action filled episodes. So I, I assume 417 we'll, we'll be getting a, a a very heartfelt episode. Someone's going to die or Barry's suddenly going to get out of jail. He might get out of jail, but if if you're right and those are power dampening uh handcuffs, maybe someone's going to realize that Barry Allen is the Flash. I mean, after tonight, uh, this week's episode, you know, wouldn't make sense. True. And uh, we'll get to that eventually. What was yeah. <laughs> the one story that you wanted to talk about? Was um, Scott Snyder um, after Metal ends in March, uh, he is going to be writing a four four part issue uh, miniseries. Uh, that involves the Justice League. So, is it just the miniseries that he's going to be doing, or is he actually going to be jumping onto Justice League? It just says um, the article just says uh, Justice League miniseries uh, this summer. So I would assume, I and mean, it's just four weeks too. It's going to be a weekly thing. Um, I don't think there's going to be anything else after that. How do you have you been reading metal? Uh, metal, I've got the issues, but I'm waiting to just read it all together. Okay, uh, yeah, because uh, to talk about the other podcast, uh, Imagine If on the Geekly Radio Network, we talked about uh, metal a little bit, and you know, Chris and Ian were, or I don't think Ian was reading it. Chris is definitely enjoying it. I, on the other hand, am not enjoying it all that much. Wow! Yeah, that's surprising. I don't know. There's uh, the way that it's written is written way too 
multiversal for me. Like as if this is this story is taking place on another Earth. It doesn't seem like it's taking place on the Earth that is already in the DC you yeah so it it i don't i don't know how it fits in i mean unless they when if a story has to say like hey this is an else world for me or equivalent to an else world for that to for them to make changes like the way that they're making that for it to make sense to me if that makes sense yeah um and i think uh they purposely set it up that way because uh scott did say that with with writing metal that it opened up um, different channels of storytelling because of the multiverse. I mean, it, it's it's very true, and I would say that the parts that deal with the multiverse are probably my favorite parts of the story, or of the yeah of the story because you get the the Batman of the of the dark universe, or the bat yeah the dark Batman or whatever you want to call it, and then you have, um, you know, uh, the idea of multiple Batman, multiple Superman, stuff like that. But then, I don't know, there's other characters that are supposed to be from our universe that just seem off. Okay. Maybe you will all come together when, you know, when the story's done, and I'll be, I'll feel better about it. But as of right now, the last issue I read, I wasn't too happy with it. Have you been reading any of the tie-ins, you know, just to see if that helps clarify or yeah. helps with the storytelling? Yeah, I have been. I think that the the tie-ins are better than the the main story. Um, the the reign of the Batman or something like that. I forget what it's called. Yeah. Uh, the Justice League tie-in and then Gotham Resistance. Those were all really good, good stories that I enjoyed. Um, but the main story itself is just I don't know. It seems very disconnected from everything else and. And the last issue I read is like three different stories going on simultaneously, and to me, it almost felt like you didn't spend enough. He didn't spend enough time on one story, uh, let alone all th- all three. Oh, it is limited se- limited series. I mean, he was just trying to cram in everything he could. Maybe I mean that, that's understandable too. I just that's just the way I feel from after reading the story. Other than that, I mean, I really don't know why he chose to write it that way. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Let's go ahead and start talking about some TV shows, though. All right. Let's go over to Supergirl. What uh, do you think of... Well, one, I before I had... had uh, watched the episode, and I think the same is with you. I had already seen the articles that that started. Oh, cast member of Supergirl dies on this episode. What do you think of certain cast member dying? And I really like pondered, like because I had no idea what was going on in the episode, other than the fact that they were going to Port Ross. You know who who could it be? I mean, who would they actually kill off? And I really felt like now now that I've watched the episode, I really feel like those articles were very clickbaity <laughs> because it was Livewire that passed, you know, and she's not like she's a regular cast member. She's been on what, four episodes. Yeah. This would probably be her fourth. Uh, and it was, I don't know. I, I don't know how I felt. One thing, how could she possibly be hiding out as a waitress somewhere? She's got this platinum white hair and she used to be a, a DJ, like uh, a on air <laughs> personality. And, also a supervillain that killed people. So I don't know exactly how you can hide out without changing your appearance. Right. Uh, 
no effort really none just, whatsoever just you know didn't put on makeup and there you go i'm incognito now it called herself roseanne which i'm pretty sure was a easter egg to roseanne like the old sitcom that's coming back this a this what fall um with roseanne Barr or is it coming roseanne? back yeah it is coming back they are doing a revival show of it i guess that's would be the way to call it uh just like they did with will and grace and uh other shows apparently they're gonna start doing i think i, I think i saw magnum pi is gonna be coming back here pretty soon <laughs> it's like i mean i get it people like this nostalgia thing but it's like why 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 can't we just why can't we just have full house shows? came back with fuller house yeah full house came back with fuller house i don't know it's very it's weird because we can make more money with nostalgia and nostalgia, Hollywood. yeah. And then you have IPs that people remember, and they'll they feel like you know you, they'll have a built-in fan base already. If look, if they're going to be bringing back old shows, I need Quantum Leap to come back because that was one of my favorite shows. I don't even know if you know what that is. Dude, uh, G4 used to do that. <laughs> they had like a four-hour block in the middle of the night. So, yeah, I've seen a couple of episodes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, you know, the what was it? I think it used to be on Netflix, but for some reason they wouldn't, they wouldn't put the first like four episodes on streaming. Like they made it so that you had to uh, get the disc. Like from Netflix, what? yeah, it was the strangest thing, and uh, I don't know if it's still on there or not, but uh, I'm I'm guessing they it was the the deal they made with uh, Universal about that show, you know, like they they you could you couldn't stream it, you had to get the disc or something. I don't know. <laughs> so weird, very weird. Uh, okay, well, back to Supergirl though. Uh, what did you think of one the idea that no men could go with them on their mission because the blue star that Fort Roz orbits around uh, would kill anybody with a Y chromosome. First of all, that's sexist. <laughs> I just thought it was a dumb premise. Like, I, I really feel like you could have came up with something better. And then two, Brainiac is a robot. So I don't see why... He couldn't have gone. He doesn't have a Y chromosome, or shouldn't have one at least. But there was—you saw the technology was basically dead when they got on there, so he would have been useless. I mean, oh, fair enough. Uh, it, but if you had to pick female-only characters to go with you, why wouldn't you go to? Uh, why wouldn't you ask McGann for help first? Like, she is an ally and a hero before you go to two villains and be like, hey. Uh, I know you guys are bad guys, but come help me out. Please and thank you. <laughs> Please and thank you. <laughs> could uh miss an opportunity. They could have like, hey, Caitlin, you want to help us out? I mean, yeah, you could totally go to the other shows. Uh, I mean, once again, you know, Supergirl is in another universe, apparently. Or but she can hop on. Yeah, we know I, that. We know that. That's, you're very true. Um, and... I heard something this week, and I don't know if it's true, and I don't know if I if I missed it in the show, but apparently Black Lightning is in the same universe as Supergirl. Is it? Yeah, I mean, I, they're all in the same Arrowverse, but she, he's on the same Earth as Supergirl, is what I heard. I don't know if it's true. 
I don't know that. I just know that on TV they said, you know, they say multiple heroes and vigilante, you know, they say that, you know, Black Lightning. Uh, But I didn't know that they specifically said that, though. Yeah. So, I mean, that's interesting if those if that if that there could be a crossover between Black Lightning and Supergirl. That'd be awesome. Or hell, Black Lightning and Superman could eventually show up because Superman exists in Supergirl's world. Yep. And um, I guess that uh, in the comics, Black Lightning lived uh, um, in Metropolis for a while, too. Yeah, yeah, he did. I, I think he was. I think when he was a teacher, he was a teacher in in Gotham, but I'm not sure. Oh wow! Uh, but the the and well, well I was gonna, I'll save it for when we get to actually did Black Lightning. But um, yeah, Supergirl. T- she picks up uh, Livewire and she picks up Psy. Psy. Yeah. Which I had kind of forgotten about that character. I think she's only been in the one of the episode, right? Yeah, the one where she challenged, uh, oh god, Martian Manhunter to that, you know, little psychic battle. That's about it. <laughs> do they? I mean, why do they just blow off his psychic abilities so often? They'd make him too powerful. You've even mentioned this before. He would be too powerful for the show. Oh, okay, fair enough. You're right. I mean, because like in the episode where. Car, last episode when she was in her coma or whatever like why wouldn't she, why wouldn't uh martian manhunter be the one to go in there and help her you know coax her out of her coma instead they send a stranger in there that she'd never seen before brainiac that's so true <laughs> but uh also if since martian manhunter is a shapeshifter couldn't he just change his y chromosome to an x chromosome I don't know if that's how science works, but then again, who knows? You, can, you know, that's probably right. <laughs> I mean, he's he changed sex before. I, I who knows? I mean, who's to say that Martians even have an, a Y chromosome? It could. I, it it's so. It was just a dumb reason. It was a completely dumb reason for them to how they did it. They you could have came up with a whole bunch of other things, but they came up with oh, anybody with a Y chromosome is going to die. Now, yeah. also, Saturn Girl. Uh, Irma? Irma? Yeah. How do you say her first name? Imra? Imra, thank you. Uh, her power is telepathy, not telekinesis. So, I mean, I guess they made the change, but it's like, it's like Xavier. Xavier is the world's powers, world's most powerful telepath in the Marvel Universe. He's not a telekinetic, though. He can't move shit with his mind. Only himself. <laughs> Only himself? Yeah. You mean like his chair or something? Yeah, his chair and he can make himself walk. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Uh but yeah, it it he she's a telepath. I don't get I don't understand why they made her a telekinetic. But I mean maybe she has both, especially since uh you know they had that little psych uh psychic power thing going off too it's like why'd you do that to her yeah i that seemed like that was like thrown out there but nothing happened because of it like the only i guess the only thing was that oh we can't trust her for these three minutes and then we're gonna trust her like kind of thing like i really thought that what was gonna happen was that since when sai got free she was messing with everybody's mind on the on the on the ship because right after that right after uh, 
yeah, after she has her little outburst with uh, Saturn Girl, like Saturn Girl is all messed up, and then uh, Livewire and Supergirl are seeing crazy shit on the ship. But that's not what happened. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so it just seemed weird that nothing really came of that. And then... What did you how? think? How? How? Uh, the next part... How? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're talking about... Um, uh, Rain. I'm talking about Rain. Yeah, Rain showing up. It shows up and she still has her powers. And then it's like... Oh, I don't get my powers from a yellow star or red star. Yeah, I don't, I don't rely on the sun, so you know. Yeah, so let's do this. We're supposed to believe that she gets her powers from faith, from some type of religion. I mean, there's not many people, you know, worshiping <laughs> that religion. So yeah, you know, there's not too many, too many uh, Rao worshippers anymore. So uh, seeing as how the whole planet got destroyed, I don't know. Yeah. That, that was very weird. Oh, man. <laughs> do, do you feel that maybe the storytelling would be a lot better for Supergirl if they just focus on two-parter episodes? Oh, I don't know. I mean, that would be kind of weird. I just feel like... I, I feel like if they want this to be a serial type of show where she's dealing with the same problem throughout the whole season, then they need to do it that way instead of having all these filler episodes and filler problems and stuff like that. Like, yeah, this Fort Roz episode could have been stretched out into three episodes. Like you could have done a really good, like haunted house in outer space kind of feel. And it just seemed, everything was just seemed very rushed. Right. That's how I feel with a lot of the episodes now. Uh, for, especially this season, they feel really rushed. Mm. Yeah, it's possible. It's just, I don't know. What did you think of uh, her exclaiming that she, you know, she she she, remember, she knows that she's missing time now, and that's uh, Samantha. That's uh, a little late there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you just you woke up and you you were like, oh man, you know, hours of my day are just gone. Wouldn't you have told somebody by now, or do you just? wipe that away and be like ah it's not that big a deal it's not that big a deal it's just a stress it's just stress that's I mean, all someone could have done something to me in those three hours you know i could have hit somebody with my car because obviously i'm home now but no you're just gonna be like ah it's not that big a deal how does rain even know like oh i should take off the costume and put it away before you know, i go <laughs> home Oh, that's that's a good question. I didn't, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, she's very uh, she's very considerate of Samantha. <laughs> God, I don't know, like that freak out too when she's like, "Oh no, like what's going on? I'm going crazy. Help me, Alex. Help me." I was like, "Okay, that seems really fake and uh, forced." And first of all, why would Alex help you? She hardly knows you. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's she knows her enough to to watch her kid. That's true. I mean, she didn't have anything else to better to do, you know, I, since uh, broken per- leg and shit. Did she break her leg in the last episode? Do I, did I forget that? She said she sprained her ankle, and that's why they put that brace on her. That's more than a brace. That was a whole fucking cast. Well, I don't know. I'm not writing the show. No, no, I and understand. Bra- I, I'm, at, I'm, I know. I, I'm just saying. I don't remember in the last episode if she broke her le- leg or sprained her ankle or whatever. And Brainiac uh, 5 tried helping her out, too. He put, like, some sort of uh, casing around it. 
Oh, that's right. That did happen in the last episode. Okay. I thought maybe the actress actually broke her leg and they they put they brought it into the show somehow. <laughs> that's kind of that's what happened with Ming Na in this season of uh, uh Oh, that's right. Agents of Shield. That you know, cuz that's why she didn't make it to Phoenix Comic Con last year cuz she had what tore her ACL. Yep. And then they integrated it yeah, they integrated it into the show by making it so that she materialized with the fucking rebar in her leg. So that's why she's been limping around this whole episode or this whole season. But good uh, thinking Marvel. Good thinking. (laughs) (laughs) So I was wondering if maybe they did the same thing to, uh, Kyler Lee, but I don't think so. I think it's just like, Hey, you know, we're going to put you in the cast (laughs) (laughs) because you know, uh, the one, the one agent on, of the DEO on Supergirl is also an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. over on S.H.I.E.L.D. So there's a, there's that. <laughs> they were like, hey, what's going on over there? Well, this is what's happening. Okay, well, we'll do the same thing. <laughs> yep. Uh, what'd you think of her in her actions with Ruby and the fact that like she went and helped out with the, the bully? That was uh, actually a really great moment. That was actually uh, one of the best probably moments from this episode it was a funny moment and you're right it was probably one of the best episode but or parts of the episode but like it seemed so random for a b-side story like i guess it was eventually to get to the whole maggie part of it but right it was i don't know it just seemed it seemed like a a, a weird b-side plot or b-plot they probably don't know what to do with ruby and alex right now <laughs> <laughs> fair enough uh, all right. Anything else that you wanted to say about this episode? Um, no, I think that's it. I think we're finally moving from the like, no, we can't help them storyline. I mean, why would why would Rain kill the priestess? Because and w- w- once again, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, but that priestess was the la- actress who played Ursa in the original Superman and Superman Two movies. Yeah, she was one of the evil Kryptonians. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, she obviously—I mean, she she was obviously on Rain's side, and I don't think she, it didn't seem like she was going to be out any information that was going to help Supergirl. But right, she came in oh. and just fried her. Yeah, I know that was awesome to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think we finally got Steel or female Steel. Oh, you think? The, I no, I think the the girl that got hit by the car at the end was supposed to be another world killer. Well, I think she is. She is obviously, but I thought maybe that's the world killer is the female stealer. Uh, steel. Oh, okay. That could be interesting. I mean, obviously, she her instinct is to save people first, not to hurt people. Since she pull, pushed her friend out of the way of the car, right? But maybe then again, be... S- Samantha's instincts are to be a good person too. She just when she gets taken over by Rain, uh, she does bad things. But she's doing bad things for good reasons in her mind she's taking care she's killing off criminals and people like who have blowing sinned. up meth labs like blowing up meth, meth labs <laughs> which you know it, it that happens <laughs> anything else uh no i think that's it okay let's talk about flash then and we got to see uh one was a very cool title i guess uh elongated night rises uh oh, we're just gonna borrow batman you know batman movie title 
Uh, I guess that's true. Yeah, it's kind of what they did there. Uh, no one will notice. DC kind of just always borrows from Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere, I guess. All the time. All the time. So, uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> uh, I like the fact that this was a heavy Ralph Dibney episode and the B plot was, well, I don't know if it's B or if it was just simultaneous or not, but it was Barry having to deal with being in prison. And we yeah, got to meet that. another comic book character that, you know, is a very much a D-level character, Big Sur. And uh, he was played by Bill Goldberg of Hell yeah. wrestling fame. I was excited for that. <laughs> I mean, I would say this is that, I mean, yeah, he's playing himself all the time whenever you see him in anything. But he feels natural on screen. I think that's the, one of the cool things. Like he's not charismatic, like say The Rock, and he's not uh, uh, hot-headed, like when you see Stolen Cold on, on in in shows or movies and stuff. But he's playing uh, himself as a character, and it's just—I don't know—it it just seems very natural, and that's one of the things I like about him. And uh, yeah, the, the, now that he has, we know that he has a connection to Henry Allen when Henry was in. Uh, in jail, that's pretty cool too. Yeah, and now he saved his life. Yeah, by giving him an emergency appendectomy. <laughs> oh yeah, he was Henry Allen was a doctor too, right? Yeah, he was a he was a okay. doctor. So that's uh obviously a good reason for him to 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 be able to perform such a uh, surgery. But yeah, uh, what I mean, what do you think of uh, Elongated Man's new costume? I I dig it. Yeah, I like the purple. Uh, I you know the costume that I know of in or one of the costumes that I remember in the comic book for Elongated Man is the purple and it's kind of like a mix of the two costumes that we saw in the in the show. It's purple and and kind of gray gray white. So, they they're, they're getting towards his co- comic book costume, I guess. Yeah. I mean, um, I think in Identity Crisis, he was in that red spandex with, like, the black down the middle. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that, there's that one, too. That's all I know. Uh, we also got the return of a character from the 90s Flash show, Prank, the girlfriend of Trickster. Um, we now know that the Axel Walker, the second Trickster of this universe... It was the the son of Prank and Trickster, Mark Hamill's Trickster. Yep, and they show the Mark Hamill pictures, <laughs> where yeah, where they superimpose the three of them together as a family. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I thought it was I thought it was kind of adorable that she went off of her meds so that she would be crazy just like her son, and they could go on <laughs> rampages rampage shenanigans together. I mean, when she broke him out of jail, doesn't that mean that she stopped taking her meds for that short period of time, too? I wouldn't say not necessarily. She just loves her son and wanted to help him any way she could. And then when she, you know, when he started going on that whole rant of, like, you know, I, I love dad and all this stuff. And she's like, well, I'm the one that took care of you. I'm the one that helped. I'm the one that raised you and stuff. Like, I think that was the point where she was like, ah, fuck it. I'm just going to stop taking my meds so that the two of us could have fun. Okay. Uh, That's I how love I took the it. The whole uh, Oedipus thing that uh, you know Ralph was saying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it's it's pretty true. It, it was there. It was definitely there. It was definitely there. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, uh, oh, I guess we have to talk about the, the, the biggest return, though. The biggest return of the show. The Bebo. Re- <laughs> the return of Bebo. <laughs> <laughs> and not just one, but four of them. Yep. Uh, uh, the CGI looked terrible, but it was awesome to have them come back. <laughs> Now, when you were watching it, you ob- you obviously tweeted out something that was I, I, something that caught my eye too. Um, <laughs> they used the acid on Bebo in the in the video. It doesn't melt the metal chair. That's some strong chair. <laughs> That's some strong metal they got there. So when it when that happens, I was like, well, it doesn't melt the chair. So I will hope I would hope one of the eight scientists that are on the Flash team. Would be like, oh my god, we have a solution, something that's going to stop the acid, whatever that ch- chair is made out of. But that wasn't it. It was just, it was just bad writing and directing instead. Yep. <laughs> and uh, Ralph, you know, got sprayed in the kneecaps by the acid at first, and it really hurt him. Um, and then the second time he comes around, I guess the acid had no effect on him whatsoever well i guess harrison wells was just or harry wells was just you know too damn smart and was able to neutralize it while it was in the tube (laughs) to the point where it wouldn't hurt ralph yep and i I don't think that's how science works though so (laughs) i don't think so either because all harry did was like i got it hit a couple (laughs) buttons on the computer and boom neutralized done that would have taken so much longer. <laughs> like I think I would have I would have been I would have accepted it more if he like figured it out and then made something and then sprayed Ralph at the last second to neutralize the acid, but that's not what happened. Like he puts it into the tube and it, it catches up to the rest of the acid that's already on its way to like scorching uh Ralph and and uh the other two. Caitlin and uh and Cisco. Cisco, yeah. Uh, what do you think, um, you know, they just scare Caitlyn or piss her off to bring out Killer Frost every time? What the, the biggest part problem I had with that was the fact that she felt the need to explain to them once again that that's not how it works, that I have to be either afraid or angry for uh, Killer Frost to come out. Like, she's about to explain it, and they're like, they said the name of her childhood bully, and Killer Frost just comes right out. But I was like... Really? Do you really need to explain it again? This this would be like the fourth time that you've explained it on the show. <laughs> yep, but no, they forget things all the time. <laughs> I, I maybe they just feel like they need to tell us o- over again, just just in case. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, did you like that we took a a little break from uh, the Devoe stuff, and you know there was no plotting or anything as what's to come? I mean, I always have a problem when the show goes away from its main problem the like we talked about it when zoom was there and you know obviously he was just grabbing up random fucking people and killing them and you're like oh let's go and do let's go have a picnic in the park it's like no that's dumb and then i had the problem when you know you had the same when savitar is you know the main villain and all of a sudden it's like oh it's okay we have time to go over to uh uh, Star City and help out Oliver, even though Savitar is literally fucking, you know, killing people. So, uh, yeah, I actually was kind of okay with this one because of all the stuff that we've been, I've been complaining about in this show about the thinker. Like it, one, he's not hurting anybody else other than the Flash. the Flash team. Yeah, so we don't have to worry about 
him killing anybody else. And their big problem right now is getting Barry out of jail, which I still don't understand. Like these, the the little bit of dialogue he had of oh, uh, you know, is, is Cisco figured out the security system yet so that I can vibrate out of here? It's like, can't you move fast enough so that the uh, security wouldn't see you? Yeah, that was what I thought too. Why would he need to phase out of jail anyway? Why? I it, it doesn't make any sense. I, it, I mean, does does Iron Heights have its own like meta uh, sensors everywhere? I mean, I I guess since some metas have gone there, and then uh, and then we see Barry fucking phase his hand to hold hands with Iris at the end of the episode. What the hell? <laughs> and then to so that he can hold Iris's hand, that means that his hand is unfazed but his wrist is phasing so that he could uh not you know get his hand stuck in the glass so have you ever been able to move just your wrist (laughs) uh no not exactly i mean that's pretty that's pretty good control over your 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 molecules yourselves i guess i guess so oh man I was really hoping for a good episode. Well, I mean, it was good. Um, all the Ralph Dibney parts actually did bring uh, bring it up. They made up for the rest of the you know B side story, like you said, with Barry Allen. Yeah, and I was wondering how they were going to get to the elongated man name, and I was like, because it is a really weird name. It's a strange name. Uh, you know, they couldn't give him Plastic Man because Plastic Man existed before Elongated Man. And you know that makes more sense. It's a it's a name that makes sense. Uh, it's and you know Cisco is usually pretty good at giving everybody names that we know already exist in the comic books. So I was wondering how they're going to do this, and then the fact that the the reporter just kind of threw it out there because of what he said it reminded me of Blank Man. Blank Man. I don't know if you've ever watched that movie. No, but there, there was the part where you know he's trying to he's talking to the reporter and the reporter's like well what's your name and he goes uh uh and he's just surprised by the whole thing of being being interviewed and saving people and stuff and the other guy comes in and goes uh oh it's okay he's blank man ma'am and the newspaper just goes with blank man and that's kind of the same thing that he's like i'm just it's you know i'm i'm elongated man you know <laughs> he's like that doesn't make any sense it's just a, a term i i didn't want that to be my name and then everybody's just like oh it fits it, it sounds good though <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah well you had a question man um how is you know barry meeting his high calorie demand diet when he's in jail have they have they established that in the show they uh that was first season um he like after he woke up from his coma he's like oh my god he's like i want to eat everything and anything and then when he crossed over to um uh supergirl um for that episode he said that he needs to have twenty thousand calories a day to survive that's true Uh, you know what you're right then i don't know how he's getting that and maybe he maybe they're pumping a lot of uh money into his uh commissary account so that he can keep buying snacks (laughs) Pretty sure there's a cap on that, though. <laughs> and I, w- I would assume people would get a little suspicious at some point, too. <laughs> yeah. All right. Is there anything else that you wanted to say about Flash? Uh, no, I think that's all the l- little things, you know, I had to pick out and just, you know, pick at. <laughs> okay. Arrow. 
what did you think of this episode? Um, I can't believe you're right, but I don't know if you know we should truly believe what Vigilante was saying. Really, you don't you don't think that he's he's playing playing it straight with the uh, with um Mr. Terrific, right? I mean, well, it it makes more sense to me because he's called himself Vigilante. He's not he's not the he's not a villain, right? I mean, but again, you're right. You're like, hey, what's what if he's playing both sides? And yeah, he's playing, you know, the other side. Which, you know, everything that we've seen with Caden James, that's probably not... It's probably something that he's accounted for, I have to say. So here... Okay. So I think when he goes to, to double-cross Caden James, James is going to be like, I knew the whole time, and double-cross him. Oh, shit. That's actually a really good idea. Um... One of the things I thought was really cool, and I don't, I don't know. Did you ever watch Lost? Uh, no. So one of the things that was really cool in this episode was a, a Easter egg homage to Lost when uh, Caden James introduces himself to Stephen Amell, or I'm sorry, to Oliver Queen. When uh, he comes in, he says his name is Ben Gale. So over on Lost, uh, that character Michael Emerson uh, played yeah. the character. Uh, ben Linus, who at one point said that his name was Henry Gale. So Henry Gale is a character from uh, Wizard of Oz, and the reason that he said that name is because the the character or er, the character of Henry Gale in Lost showed up in a uh, hot air balloon. So it's it was an homage to both the names that he used on Lost. Okay. So I, 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 it was a nice little Easter egg for me. So I don't know. How, I mean, I imagine other people who have watched both shows got it too. It was just interesting. <laughs> um, wh- what did you think of uh, the way that uh, William came around to Oliver Bean, Green Arrow again? Actually, it wasn't that bad, but I mean, he had to talk to Felicity about it. <laughs> and yeah and you know Felicity the, her explanation of look your father does good things even though you know he's risking his life it the way that like William comes around and is like oh it's you know it's okay uh, because you're you're good at what you do I'm like or and then the other thing was like I won't be an orphan anymore because I have Felicity it's just like uh, <laughs> I don't I don't I um, <laughs> there might be a little bit of an Oedipal thing going on here too. <laughs> Something he he might be hot for his stepmom. I mean, you know, she's not bad looking. So no, Emily Beck Richards is pretty damn hot. Um, yeah, but it's not something that he should be going at. I guess I don't know. That's another podcast. We don't have to talk about all that. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, the whole like uh, it's okay if you die. I have a stepmom, so it's cool. Like that, it was just kind of a weird explanation for me. Or maybe he just doesn't want to be left alone, and that's it. Okay, I, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. But his little explanation was just—I don't know—it was kind of a little too creeper for me. <laughs> maybe it was just the way he delivered the line, and that's it. Maybe, maybe the writers have good intentions. <laughs> Maybe, I guess, yeah. Uh, the little bit so, of... What would you think of a little bit of um, 
like a little bit of Oliver coming out in William, like when when pressure was on and things were were going down, you know, he's getting everybody to safety. Uh, I guess this is another TV show where you know a little kid is in charge, <laughs> like uh, like Bruce over on Gotham. That and also to say, you know, uh, Carl on the uh, Walking Dead. Oh God, yeah, you're right. Um, I mean, um, I guess this time on the island, you know, manned him up for this. Like, <laughs> no, just, Nobody's gonna die. Not on my watch. Not on my watch. Uh, what was the or, or when they were using the toy arrows at the beginning of the episode, and he's taking things out. I I I, I don't know if they're setting stuff up for him to be uh, just like um, uh, Connor Connor Hawk. That'd be cool. He can finally have a speedy. He can. I mean, he's had two. Yeah, they both bailed. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Um, I, I, I mean, it was funny to see Oliver using the toy arrow and it not going, not doing it the way that he's like, oh, well, I guess you know the way he's used to. Yeah, well, I mean, it's obviously not good. They're not. Yeah, they're not accurate, but it was funny. So, are we going to forget about the whole, the bad man killed my, my mom on the island? Yeah, obviously he's a child and he's gotten over it already. <laughs> is he a child? He's like 12 or 13. Well, I Ask mean, me. he is 12 or 13 now, but on like on, <laughs> before that he was 6 or 7, so he, grow, he grows up quick, obviously. <laughs> yeah. The magic of television, you can age in a season. Yeah, it's it's, it's pretty impressive. <laughs> Um, um, I, I want to say, um, I'm liking the moments with Renee and with, uh, Curtis. I thought it was interesting that they called themselves Team Arrow, even though none of them are the Arrow. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, that relationship there is pretty good. And the, the fact that they're trying to do a team where everybody has to agree for any of it to, to work, that's, it's a good balance, but you can see it cracking real easily here. Yeah, um, Dinah's probably gonna get pissed off at Curtis, and there you go. It's gonna split. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, her use of her power though in this episode to stop the train—that was that was that, awesome. That was pretty awesome. And the fact that none of them could move the 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 track—I thought that was pretty weak, though. How so? Just because one Curtis is supposed to be a pretty good computer hacker as well and and mechanical genius and yet he couldn't figure out how to get the arm to the, the lever to move so that the trains don't collide that just i don't know it seemed like weak uh that's true another thing is uh how the hell did you know vigilante hack into uh, his t-spheres his t-spheres are not very secure <laughs> <laughs> well i don't think it was that his he he hacked into it is more that he knew that his t- that the T sphere was connected to his visor, so oh, okay. it was like every time he turned the visor on, it was a a way of signaling to um, Team Arrow that hey, I need to talk to you, or here's the Morse code. Which I, that's the one thing I always have a problem with with whenever shows do Morse code on uh, as a thing. Like they've started their message way before someone comes in to start seeing a hey, recognizing that this is Morse code. So. It should be like he got in there at the point where it said, uh, you know, instead of it saying attack on 
Jefferson and Wallace Street. It should have just been like Jefferson and Wallace Street. And, you know, and then he, he stops reading the message and the message is still going. So I don't know. That's one thing that I always thought was weird when, when shows depict Morse code. Maybe he was sending it multiple times. It, that could be it too. It could just be on a loop. But like, how long do you do you leave the loop going when uh, one one of the other guys already came and said, "Hey, it's time to go," and two, you're sitting there out in the open, kind of just tapping on your visor? Yeah, I did like it. Um, or I thought it was pretty cool that you know he had multiple visors as well. Yeah. So I wonder if they all do different things. Yeah, they could. You're you're right. Uh, the nameless guy on Caden James's team is got killed right or did he get killed yeah. or he just get shot no he got killed um he was about to shoot renee, renee yeah and then vigiliani shot him and then he's like oh i knew you're a traitor and then he shoots him in the head yeah which so yeah he's dead <laughs> i mean which is like we were we were constantly just like i have no idea who that guy's supposed to be <laughs> but yet he keeps getting lines so that was weird and, uh, you know, no Richard Dragon for this episode. I mean, he could have definitely been the one delivering the lines. Yeah, but then again, has he really been used in any of the other episodes? Nope. Again, <laughs> he's just a thug with dialogue here and there. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. Uh, yeah. Um, what do you think of uh, Dig kind of being upset that he's not going to be the Arrow or Green Arrow? Uh, I mean, he has to understand why he really does. So I think that was just like a little petty or like a little bit selfish, you know, I just, being mad at Oliver. Yeah. And I just thought it was weird. That's like, why not just, why aren't you just happy with being Spartan? Like that, you know, your own guy is, is pretty cool in itself. I mean, you, you're only doing, you're only being green arrow because your buddy needed it. Yeah. You can still shine as Spartan. Yeah, exactly. Maybe he doesn't like the helmet anymore. <laughs> He'd rather wear a hood. Yeah, but that doesn't make any. I mean, to me, the 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 Spartan helmet has a heads up display. It like can give you information and stuff. It you know, know. whereas the hood, you, you wear a mask and it doesn't do shit for you. Yeah. So where was uh, Ollie hiding his GoPro? That's a good question. I don't know. Uh, but yet everybody's he, – he, he and – I mean, I guess his, uh, Diggs' GoPro could have been in his helmet. But yeah, where is Ollie's GoPro at? Maybe maybe it's in like a, a button on his suit or something? I guess. But yeah, I mean, that, that was a little bit ridiculous because it, it was like from the shoulder up that all the shots were from. So yeah, it's you're, a hot. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. I didn't even think about that. How's he sporting it, man? Uh, anything else you wanted to say about this episode? Uh, we lost Pike, which was kind of weird. It's just, you know, just uh, kind of just dead. All right. Well, this character's gone. He's been here since season one, but yeah, he's, he's gone now. Yeah. Let's just kill him off in an elevator. Yeah. Uh, no, I think that's pretty much it. I did forget uh, to mention, I think in Flash, uh, we'll probably see Barry Allen out in like the next two episodes. You think so? Yeah. Okay. I, 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 I don't think he'll be there for too long. All right. Fair enough. Uh, next is Black Lightning. Black Lightning, we see that him using his powers takes quite a bit of toll on him. Yeah. 
Probably because he is much older now. <laughs> I I guess. I mean, they didn't really explain why. They they went through this whole like addiction thing of the story. Like his wife accuses him of being addicted to using his powers, and then his best friend addic- uh, accuses him of being addicted to his wife and his family life. I don't know if they're using the word addicted right or not, but uh, <laughs> obviously he when he uses his powers, it it's a lot of pain. And then we see that um, his daughter Anissa, Anissa, yeah. Also, when she uses her powers, she kind of gets sick, or she gets sick before she uses her powers. Right, which didn't make much sense to me, but okay. I mean, I guess if you can you can say that it's her body changing to the fact that her powers are developing, and that's why she's like feeling cramps or something. Or, okay. but uh, yeah, she obviously she like gets real ill and then does something that her powers are manifesting. The first time was, was able to toss a person across your shoulder, maybe three six feet, three six feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so I, that's that's interesting. Um, her his other daughter Jennifer, man, she is just a problem child. Alcoholic. <laughs> I mean, drinking at school just seems like a bad idea. Yeah, like I was okay with them doing it behind the bleachers. I was like, yeah, they probably won't get caught, and if they do, they can easily just throw the way the bottle. But going into the gym and starting drinking in front of your boyfriend, yeah, that's not smart. Yeah, and then the boyfriend throws the bottle away in the the gym, like. Like trash, trash can. can, like someone's gonna see that and have to report. I would assume like a janitor would report it, and now someone's gonna get in trouble. Yeah, but they're not gonna be able to point it to somebody. Eh, I don't know. Someone would be like, "Oh, who's the person that was using the gym at this time?" Someone would have. I don't know. I I felt like it was just an, a reason to to get that actor with no shirt on because <laughs> he has abs. <laughs> yep. Like, and, uh, you know what's funny is that I had forgotten, like, even though it happened, like, three scenes beforehand that the two of them had become boyfriend and girlfriend, I had forgotten that was his, her boyfriend that she met up with in the, in the locker, or in the gym. Yeah, and that was the whole, like, oh, you know, I was gonna ask you before you got kidnapped, but, you know, I'm glad nothing happened to you, because I never had the chance to ask you. <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing that never happened, so that, or nothing happened to you, so that uh, my life wouldn't have been inconvenienced. <laughs> so does that kind of sort of make you feel better? Because I mean, that made me feel better. That's what I got off of it. <laughs> I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm still gonna say I don't like that suit. I really hope that they're getting focus groups of people saying, "Hey, that suit is terrible," and he's gonna change it out here pretty soon. But I don't know. Maybe next season they'll they'll change it up if the fans complain because you know what happened to Spartan's helmet. And Spartan's helmet and Oliver's suit in general. It keeps changing every season too. Yeah. So uh Alright. Was uh I don't know, what was what else did we see in this episode? We saw uh, Tobias so, is a pretty devastating guy, but we already knew that. Yeah, because he fed somebody to piranhas and then harpooned the other guy. Yeah. So does he? He has he has meta powers too, right? He has strength. It seems like he does have some type of strength. I, I don't know any. I don't know too much about Tobias Whale. Okay, I just know that he's gonna be in the new Suicide Squad movie. Oh really? Yeah, he's uh, one of the bad guys in it. Okay. Didn't 
wasn't that who um chad coleman's character was in arrow also oh yeah what no that was uh church hey. church that's right yeah wasn't it like tobias yeah. church or something oh yeah it was tobias church huh i wonder if there's something connection i mean it's weird that they two there would be a connection through their first names but yeah, yeah. i don't know um so obviously we knew that that um you know the person that um black lightning kept seeing as uh you know pierce you know that was lala so why you know go through all the trouble of like talking to him in person and then you know finally suiting up and then taking his ass out I don't know. I mean, what did you get from it? I, I don't know. I, I To me, that didn't really connect. Like, if he's like, I know, you know, where Lala likes to hang out. I can just give this information to my detective friend. You know, he can bring him down or whatever. Right. But that didn't happen. And he knew the whole time. Yeah, you know, this whole 100 uh, gang thing, the way that they, I don't, I don't know how to put it. But the the fact that like uh, everybody so plays along with with them, and because you know obviously they they are willing to kill whoever, I it's, I don't know. It seems weird. It seems like the 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 lawlessness of this city is just too strange. Okay, and I mean uh, in the last episode when uh, you know Black Lightning was talking to James Ramar, um, I forgot his name. Or we can call him Alfred for now. <laughs> um, you know, he's like, it was supposed to stop at, you know, the 100. And then after the 100, it was supposed to stop at Tobias. So, yeah, obviously he knows about Tobias Whale. So, why isn't he going to, you know, try to do something to stop him? I don't know. You, I mean, you're right. I don't know. That, that, I mean, that pretty much those are the only complaints I have from the show so far. It, uh, it is entertaining and I do like it so far better than the other shows. I mean, I wouldn't say I like it better than the other shows, but I do like. I I am enjoying the show. Yeah, I probably would still rank Legends of Tomorrow and then Arrow and then probably Black Lightning. Yeah, I, it's like I don't know. I his his power his power set is pretty cool. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be interested in how they they use his power set in other ways. Kenny sort of uses uh, powers like live wire, like make whips out of electricity and stuff. I, I've never seen that in the comic book, but I don't see why not. Okay. Uh, all right. Last thing we want to talk about is uh, Agents of the Shield, and what you know the what they what they they figured out a way to get the Zephyr off of the sh- off the piece of the Earth that was still there, and it was using the gravitonium. Yep. So that was actually pretty cool. The scenes uh, with them flying with no gravity. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was it was a nice way to use the use the circumstances to in to um, influence the fight scene, which between her, her uh, Daisy and Sonara is that her name, Sonara? Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was a really cool fight scene. And then when uh, Deke uses that claw, <laughs> the thing is cool looking. Uh, it was it you know uh to to kind of stop her like i i don't know it was it was like i don't know exactly what you think you're gonna do at this point 
but you're going to be in a lot of pain here in a second. And she gave him that look too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because obviously we, we know that the, the Kree are stronger than, than humans, but right. if you're well-trained in fighting like um, agent may or agent Daisy, uh, they can hold their own. But Daisy was obviously ended up getting her ass kicked and I don't know exactly. And then Deke, yeah, fell pretty quickly, but when she jumps up to do her last move on Daisy, and then like, I can't believe that she didn't realize that that was going to happen with the bar going through her. It seemed like, yeah. a, it, it seemed like a, a, not a good death for her, I guess. I know she deserves something, you know, a lot more painful, a lot more badass to go out on. Yeah. That's how I felt too. But yeah, she just slowly floated onto the the rebar and just died. <laughs> I mean, so was the power that she had was that just for those two metal balls? I mean, why didn't she end up using? If, if it's not, if she's like a metal uh, kinetic or whatever, like a like magnets or whatever, why didn't she use her powers of fighting Daisy? I don't know, and I don't know why she didn't bring the balls along for you know to this fight. Yeah, that that seemed very weird. Uh, what did you think of, of Daisy being like, maybe I don't take the inhibitor out of my head so that I can't have my powers anymore? Uh, she's going to need her powers. I feel like she's going to need them at some point or she's going to miss them. Obviously, yeah, she's probably going to miss them. Uh, and obviously Coulson uh, is like, look, you've got to be at your full strength because I need to use you whatever, for whatever reason comes up. And I, 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 it is Marvel, so I would assume at some point someone's going to be like, well... You have this great power, so you have the responsibility to use it for good. And uh, she's going to end up having to take the inhibitor out. That's true. Do Maybe you, when they go back in time. Do you think Flint's going to go back in time with them? Yeah, that's what it's sounded like. That's interesting. Do you think Deke is going to go back in time with them? Uh, I don't know. I think he'd stay behind. I feel like he would go because he was obviously when he was using the framework, you know, he's obviously obsessed with that time period and his, his, his father is dead. So he doesn't really have anybody to, yeah, any family to stick around. And then we also have the whole, well, this is a new season and there's a new guy and Daisy has to flirt with him kind of thing. Cause (laughs) that's what she does. uh, I guess like last season it was Robbie and uh you know the season for that um eric was it eric lightning guy yeah okay and then he does obviously before that's ward and and you know they always seem to want to team her up with the the, whoever the new guy is oh you know kind of like caitlin they always do that with her too god you're right i didn't even think about that but yeah i'm surprised they haven't teamed her up with ralph yet I know Ralph's been trying though. Well, Ralph's been trying with everybody. <laughs> True. <laughs> I love the fact that they they kind of make him so despicable. <laughs> it's awesome. And that's his awesome character. Uh, so I I I honestly liked uh, what was going on with Cassius and with Mac and everybody else. Uh, I like that storyline a lot better. That is an interesting storyline, and and uh, up until the point where Coulson like calls them and says, "Hey, we're coming to pick you up." I honestly thought that Mac and Yo Yo were going to be staying on the on the lighthouse. Like I 
like I felt like they were like not even planning on going back to the past with that with the rest of them. I think they need the whole team though. That's what Colson is banking on. Well, yeah, I mean, he obviously doesn't want to ever leave anybody behind. I just really felt like that's what they, the decision that they had made. They're like, oh, well, Max, like I'm gonna stay here. I'm gonna raise Flint, you know, in the future or whatever. But we know that at some point Yo-Yo goes back in time with him because of what we saw in the Robin flashbacks. Yeah. However, or maybe, maybe, what if Mac stay uh, stays in the future and uh, everybody else goes back? And maybe that's why uh, Yo Yo's like Mac's gone. Blah blah. Yeah, I mean that's that's what I was thinking too with the whole the way way she had put it of you know he's gone and he's never coming back kind of thing. Yeah. Who do you, do you think that the person that's behind that door? Their seer, that Cassius' seer, do you think it's someone that we know? I mean, obviously, they, they cut the scene before we got to see who it is. So, to yeah, me, the, um, the implication is that it's going to be someone that we know. Yeah, I think their seer is going to be um, the guy that could uh, speak telepathically, you know, um, that was there before, that was fighting uh, alongside Daisy for a while, and he sacrificed himself. Especially since now we know that the Kree can bring people back. Oh my God, you're right. I didn't even think about that because we, yeah, we see Tess come back to life. So if Cassius is able to actually bring people back to life, he could bring back the the telepath. Wow. Yep, and, that was my. And this time is minute. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say that was my my little bit of Owen Wilson there. Wow. Wow. <laughs> no, what, what were you saying though? I kind of cut you off. Um. So if he did bring him back, he's obviously manipulating him in some way to you know have help him out. Yeah, uh, I was thinking that it was the, an older version of somebody that's on the team. Maybe it's so basically someone that lived through the events already, and Cassius is keeping them alive in a in a room somewhere, like a very old yeah. version of them. So I mean, this is eighty years into the future, so it could. I mean, it, it's a better chance that it's Flint, but it could yeah. it could be someone like Gemma, I guess, like a really old Gemma. That too. Fuck, you just went there. That was so dark, but I like it. <laughs> so I don't know. It's um, I I hope that they 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 show it in the next episode who who it is and you know what what that means, but we'll see. Yeah. And I really want to know what the Cree, what they're really up to, and like how they rose to power. Yeah, I hope we get some more explanations before they go back into the past or the present or our present or their past. I don't know how you explain that, but uh, <laughs> obviously they 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 now know what they need to do to uh, go back to their time. Uh, Flint's going to be a very big essential part of that. So I don't know. I mean, shouldn't I don't know. The whole thing that, like, the way that um, Fitz explains the time travel and all that stuff and how he says, you know, you can't change anything in the past because it's already happened and stuff like that. So, I don't know. It It's going to be... I, I hope they have some good explanation story-wise when they make changes. I hope so, too. Yeah. And, you know, they're trying to avert everything that's happening now. So, hopefully, you know... Uh, and I, I did want to ask you, so you think um, when they go back in time, uh, Robin is going to be, the young Robin is going to be waiting for them at the lighthouse? Oh, I didn't think about that, but maybe. And does that mean that there's going to be two Enochs? 
the one that's with them then and then the one from the past? If he goes with them, he might end up just staying uh, in the future. Oh, that's true. Because, I mean, like he said, you know, time is not something that really affects him the same way that affects other people. So he can exist for a long period, long, long after they leave and stuff like that. I don't know. Obviously, he's made of plastic and and stuff as they kept making the joke in the in the episode. Yep. (laughs) Uh, Was there anything else you wanted to say about Agents of Shield? I really Um, enjoyed this episode. I did too, and I know that probably the next three or four episodes we're going to get the mid-season finale, and I'm really... I don't want that to happen. I don't want it to go on break. Yeah, neither do I. I have to ask you this. Obviously, Deke went after Daisy when she went to go release the anchors with the idea of killing her because Voss got to him and and said, you know, you got to kill her so that the world never blows up. And I had to have been on his mind, but then when, what'd you say, the Marina? Marina? Sonara. Sonara, you know, attacks. He makes the decision to save Daisy as opposed to letting her die. But do you think that's his, he's on the side, like Daisy's side now, or is he still contemplating whether or not to kill her? I think he's still contemplating whether or not to kill her. Maybe you're right. Maybe he'll go to the past with them and he'll think about it. Okay. I mean, I still don't I still don't see how the team or at least most of the team or at least Daisy can still sit there and think that she's the one that causes the earth to blow up when they don't have any real proof, just the her the video of her going into the Zephyr at one point. That's true. It just seems me- it just seems too far-fetched. All right. Anything else you wanted to say about Ages of Shield? Uh no, um that's pretty much it. Cool. Good episode. Yeah, definitely a good episode. Uh, yeah, like we said, we're, we're the rest of the season, whatever that entails. Uh, I really hope that this show goes on for a little longer. Um, I know that there's this, all these rumors of you know Disney shutting down TV shows because they're going to be bringing everything over to their Disney streaming app, which if it gets shut down here at ABC, I hope that it gets moved over to the Disney app so I can still keep watching it, but I, I hope they don't shut it down. Yeah, I hope it gets picked up too. I hope that this, you know, this season doesn't end with the world blowing up regardless and you know, yeah. that's it. <laughs> uh all right, if anybody has an opinion on this show or any of the shows we talked about, we'd love to hear it. I'm on Twitter as at agent underscore of the underscore bat. Daniel's also on Twitter as Dan uh Super Commie Daniel. The rest of the Geek Elite Radio is at Geek Elite Radio on Twitter at Geek Elite Radio on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Radio is our Facebook page. Check out our website, geekeliteradio.com, for archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the Geek Elite Radio Network. But until next time, this is Televised Heroics on the Geek Elite Radio Network saying always remember to geek out. Geek out. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program.